Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm the host with the most, Peanut Tillman, and this is the NFL Players Podcast. I'm just going to get right to it. He's one of my dear friends. Uh, he's an NFL legend, 11-time pro safety, second-round draft pick from the Saints in 2006 and the Carolina Panthers, Super Bowl champion of uh, Super Bowl 44, two-time pro bowler for the Saints. He's in the Saints Hall of Fame. You can find him on the SEC Network. He is the founder of Harper's and Hope's uh, 401 Foundation. He's on his own. He has his own podcast. Bailey and Harper's with Kyle Bailey. Y'all welcome. The oldest looking guy I know, but he's actually <laughs> younger than me. My guy, Mr. <laughs> Roman Q Dog Hopper. Hey, you will not up, find bro? another intro like that, man. I was practicing all night for that. That was pretty good. If you were really practicing as hard as you claimed you were, then it would you would have said it Harper's Hope 4 1 foundation but it's all good though i still love you you're still my boy oh four one. Oh, that's how i have it on my thing though i it's just 41 <laughs> my, my bad i do apologize i do apologize what what can i which can i just that? give you uh fahrenheit you know chef rocco one of my good friends uh when you when you're around as much as i am you start to get some of the work some of the work clothes and um kind of put it in the rotation i actually just finished volunteering at uh, Sydney and Roman school, um, my, you know, my younger kids, and um, at the Chinese immersion school. So we brought lunch to their whole school and then uh, actually donated by us in Fahrenheit. So I actually put on a sweatshirt, didn't even know that, and then and uh, actually watched some of the kids and the students. 
hey, I'll just be real straight up with you. I had my class on lockdown at lunch. Like, we was good. Like, kids wasn't getting up. They was using their inside voice. Now, Heather, my wife on the other end, Peanut, her kids were acting up. They was running around, you know. I'm like, Heather, you going to get your kids under control? What's going on over there? So why do you think? Why do you think that is, though? Why do you think that is? It's purely because I'm a male and like a bigger male, and they see me and they automatically Mm -hmm. like, hold on, hold up. You know what I mean? And I see it. I saw it so quickly when you see like the boys automatically as soon as they see like a male influence or a person around, they automatically. If I just look at them different, they like want to straighten up. So it really is important. Uh, if you don't think it's important that a male influences in your a young male's life, man, just go volunteer at a, a school real quick, a little elementary school, and see how fast the difference is. Oh yeah, my kids, uh, my kids' friends, they all say Mr. Tillman is me because I don't, I don't <laughs> say that. So when they come over <laughs> to my house, hey, y'all gonna call me sir? You gonna say yes? I don't want no one saying yeah, yeah no. Nah. You, you gonna clean your mess up when you come over here? You know, my 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 daughter had a little 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 shindig for a little homecoming. And I got a little bar. I got, you know, I got my little, uh, I got my wine and my, my yeah, hard liquor in the basement. Yeah, yeah, downstairs. Yeah. So I, I tell them, I say, look, this is all mine. Don't touch my stuff. Don't mess with my <laughs> stuff. I've worked hard for my stuff. If y'all want to come here and drink, I'll buy you Coke. I'll buy you non-alcoholic apple cider. Just don't touch my stuff. And hey, yes, sir, Mr. Tillman, we got you, Mr. Tillman. Like everyone was super cool, super respectful. But yeah, you are one thousand percent right. It's when you want to see a difference in these kids, throw 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 a man up in there. They gonna they gonna respect that like real quick, real quick. <laughs> they did. I saw it today. It was instantly too. And uh, actually seeing some of these kids and and some of the kids that may fight or may argue with each other. The moment I was like, hey. They just like calm it down, calm it down, and just. But they listen, man. It was actually really cool to kind of to be around that and actually pour into some of the younger kids. And uh, one kid, it was kind of crazy. Well, not crazy, but just really, uh, like uh, it's very humbling experience where you're around these kids for just the hour and a half. That's all I gave in today. And then, uh, and at one lunch period, this one kid, I was trying to see if these kids needed some help, and. Um, the other little boys, a uh, couple boys around him were like, he's bad. He's mean. He's angry. And I'm like, what? Like, don't say that about people. You don't know that. And then he was like, and then little, the young man was like, I, I, I'm only angry sometimes because, you know, people came in and took me from my home and I'm at a foster home right now. And it really makes me angry. And sometimes I learn I have to act out, but I'm, you know, mm. this, that, and other. So I just told him, I said, hey, man, look, I appreciate you opening up with us like that and being able to share that with us and that. You know, it's good because, fellas, you see that not everybody knows exactly what somebody's going through all the time when they're not here around us. Like people go through things that are hard in life. But I also told the other young man that, hey, look, just because you're angry, you can't walk around with that all the time. You got to be able to let some of that stuff go. You can't carry that into every situation in life. You have to learn how to compartmentalize that. Be angry for that. But I got to learn how to let that go because that can't affect my next relationship. And I have to be able to be able to talk and communicate in normal ways. And, you know, by the end, man, they were all listening to me. They were cool. And then yeah. they even tried, they, then they tried to hit on my wife by the time we were leaving. They were like, <laughs> they were like, what, what's your, what, what, is that your wife? I'm like, yeah, that's my wife over there in the black. They were like, okay, okay, okay. They were like, hey, can you, can you ask her to come here? And I was like, yeah, Heather, come here. They were like, one, two, three. 
you look good. And then they ran off. I'm like, oh, this is so third grade. This is hilarious. This is hilarious. This is great. So who's, who's, who was you, uh, what school, what kid was it? His school is called East Voyager Academy here in Charlotte. And uh, it's Sydney and Roman. So the Chinese emerged. I got you. I got you. And and how's that the, the Mandarin going with them with Sydney and Roman? It's going it's going well, man, especially with uh Sydney. Sydney's uh Sydney's a, a crazy good student. Um Roman is doing fairly well too. I was surprised. I thought he would be, you know, the knucklehead that he always is at the house. But all of a sudden he right. gets into that school building and he's a completely different person. He's actually talking about somebody maybe trying to pick on him or maybe is he being bullied, which I thought would be the complete opposite. I'm like, dude, this dude's gonna act out and he's gonna be all over the place. But he loves his teacher. He loves going to school every day. He really enjoys it. And uh, it's been a pleasure to kind of see him kind of figure his way out as a yeah. young man. Uh, you know, when you have like low, very low expectations. Look, we talk about you and, and your son all the time. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah. dude, I just have no idea. I don't think he's going to get his right from his left right. But all of a sudden you put him in school. He's like, no, actually he's flourishing. He's doing really well. And that's my kids literally are the same way. Like they do some of the dumbest stuff known to man. And I'm like, really, son, why would you or just not even him, just like my kids in general. And then you do these parent teacher conferences and then my wife will tell me what the teacher said about him. And it's like, oh, yeah, they're very respectful. I love him. He's a he's a great person. He he can hold a conversation well. His, you know, um, he's his manners. He says, yes, ma'am. No, man. I'm just sitting here like. Well, I'll be, I guess, I guess I'm doing something. I guess I'm doing something right. So it's pretty, that part, that part is pretty cool. But I will hey, say know, this Peter, about you. Hold on. Oh, I, you know, oh, I still oh. got the video of, of Tyson when he put on the same wet socks or whatever, the dirty socks. Like, I still got that video saved in my phone. So just know, yeah. like, whenever it's, he starts to get too big time, like, bro, I, I remember when your humble beginnings where you just couldn't get out your own way. We've come a long way. My son is <laughs> my son is killing it in school right now. He had one one C in in I think math, but my son is like ten times the student than I was. No, no doubt. It's safe to say that I was a class clown. Like I I get it. I know I know I was, and I'm kind of seeing that in my son. No, not really. I've I've grown up a whole hell of a lot. Can't you tell from the suit I got on? And just looking at my son now i'm 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 extremely proud of what he's doing and i know for those listening if you have boys they have done some things that make you question like what is actually going on but yeah my son is in a good place right now he's my guy i'm proud of him he's yeah um i will say this about you though rome like you um i follow you we talk all the time but i really enjoy I really enjoy your your Instagram posts about your kids and how you just pour love and positivity in them. And I, I love that you just you you let your kids be. I, I wish I wish I could be as calm and as patient as you because I'm not. I got that. I got that quick hand slap real quick. Like I, I got to, you know, so I, I commend you on that being patient because I think I'm like Heather. Like I'm, I'm quick to just get them right real quick. But you, uh, I love Daddy Daycare, and the best video I saw you do is when your daughter, when London was playing flag football, and you had to play drawn up, and she scored a touchdown, and then here you come running down the field like this. Hey, that was that was nice. That was that was some good father daughter, daddy daddy's daughter, whatever the hell. That was a good that was a good moment. 
Thanks, man. Peanut, you have no idea how how excited I was during that moment. So, you know, I'm first time coaching flag football. I got a ragtag group. You know what I mean? I didn't recruit anybody. I do. I don't even know who my team is. That's what you call them, ragtag? Yeah, yeah, ragtag. You know what I mean? I wasn't going to call them, you know, the the note, the whatever the Bears, bad news Bears. I wasn't going to say that, you know, respectfully to you. Thank you. And um, so, you know, we're getting out there. I don't even know who can throw the football. We only have a quarterback. None of, anyways, we got a little kid. He's, a, you know, he's a little, you know, not a little skinny kid, but he could throw the ball a little bit. And he was just like, he had the most confidence I'd ever seen at anybody on the team, even though he ended up not being our quarterback because he couldn't throw that great. And, but he was confident. So I'm like, I'm just going to roll with you. Come on. So then the first play of the game as a coach without knowing any of your players, like, all right, what are we comfortable with? What are we good with? All right. Um, here. I was kind of going through, and he knew the slant routes from all the – I kind of got it from Matt. Madden games? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like yeah. three slants and like an out route. He's like, oh, I know that play slants from Madden. I'm like, okay, let's run this play. Cool. He's like, all right, cool. He gets out there, ready, set, hut. Boom. He looking, and I'm like, okay, I'm just sitting behind him. I don't tell him where to go with the football, but I'm like, uh, that's not open. And he throws a lollipop in the middle of the field, dude, like lollipop floating out there. I'm like, this is definitely getting picked off. Then next thing you know, first play of the game, London goes out there, snatches it out of the air, hmm. makes Lost another it. person, yeah, makes another person miss and just breaks out, houses that thing. I was like, oh my God, like, uh. and the the shock value that football gives you when we're not playing peanut is something that people like that's the only thing that it gives you. It's like this wow, this emotion. And yeah. for it to be your own daughter her very first play of flag football because she wanted to play and because she wanted to play is the only reason I'm coaching. It just hit me like, oh, my God. I was so happy. I, like, almost threw my playbook. I was running. I was like, ah! I was so happy. I was so happy. I was. I was. Then I had to, like, calm back down and, like, call the next play, which I didn't even care about at that point. Um, <laughs> my biggest thing is I need to get London the ball a little bit more because she was one of our better players. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, man. Let's let's talk about let's talk about the uh, 2015 season when 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 you and I was in Carolina. Just let's, let's talk it. about how uh, that that scene you said that 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 moment the the crowd that had to be one of the best years of my NFL career. You know what I'm saying? Coming from Chicago, mm-hmm. I had like two of 13 and 14 was like two of the worst years of my football career, and I almost retired in 2014. Um, really? So coming. Oh yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. <laughs> there was there was a, a dispute with a coach about something that went on with me and Lance, and we didn't do anything. And he was like, "Well, I'll just." I was told I couldn't stand next to one of my teammates in practice. So I was like, "Wait, what?" I've I played with this guy. We're teammates since you know '03. He's my class draft classmate, and and the coach was like, "Well, y'all can't stand next to each other." I was like, is that what we're doing now? Like, that's that's really petty. So uh, thank God for Jared Allen, because I literally almost retired uh, after like after that day in 2014. And I'm, uh-huh. I'm so glad I, I'm so glad I did. And I, I, I thank Jared every time for that, too. But yeah, I almost retired. And so going from like two bad seasons in Chicago from 2013 and 14 and then coming to Carolina, Oh, you talk about a breath of fresh air. Like, man, I can't, I can't thank y'all, Rivera. I can't thank the whole coach Wilkes, the Rock. I can't thank the whole and McDermott, the whole coaching staff. Like, it was, 
truly an unbelievable time. And it like re recharged my spirit and get, it, it got me loving football again. Cause I was telling you, man, them two years, I was in a bad place. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't cool, but yeah, man, Carolina, I love it. I think I'm coming back there for Christmas. It's just, it was just a great time, man. I've been here and we're trying to uh, set that up for you for after Christmas. So you and the fam can come down. I, my, my big thing was, man, it was, it was great to actually have you as a teammate. So you come in, you know, I got there in 14 and uh, I, after a kind of a rocky year in new Orleans where we had won some games, but I was ready to go. They had drafted somebody. We, the same thing. I was starting to have a falling out with my coaches and stuff. It just wasn't a good thing. It's crazy how, you can give an organization everything for so many years. And then the moment that the first moment or chance that they get to move on, it's like peace, you know? So emotionally you come into like, you know, you're a little bit hardened because of that, because of the business side of football. And then when you get to another good place, man, it really just opens you back up. You're like, dude, like I'm learning different things. I feel like yeah. totally recharged, refreshed. Like I still got more things to prove now. And mm-hmm. having you come in, man, with a veteran presence to really help out our corners, and then just you in your personality alone, um, it was actually amazing to watch that, you know, for as successful as you have been your whole career, for you to be able to, at the age you were, to still come in and play at a high level, like automatically command respect just because of who you are. But then when Wilkes is like, look, guys, just keep running around because Peanut's going to, like, get the ball out. And then all of a sudden it was like, it spread like wildfire. Like, everybody started punching at the ball, and it became like a new thing. And then the way you kept it so light in the meetings all the time, I mean, we had more fun when you were around, Peanut, and that's just the truth of the matter, is you just know how to lighten the mood. You know how to keep it all funny. And even when I would be – I would have to be the more serious one in the meeting when it came to, like, the older <laughs> leadership guys because yeah. and it's, it's kind of forced upon me. It kind of happened out of, you know, 14 it's, to 15. You look older, you know, though. Like, that's what it is, though. <laughs> You're older. That's why we, we, we look to you, the, the great wise one. It's you know I, I love that we will continue to always talk about this because we're or we're going to be honest with everybody and tell them how often we'd be on the road and we would ask people, okay, who looks older, me or him? We'll always say you. I don't know. If they would, oh, I don't know if they would say always. So one of the producers, eighty percent of the time, eighty percent of the time. I'm gonna be transparent right now. One of the producers for the show, DC, was like, yo. Because he saw all the gray, like that's right. like that's. I was like, yeah, we we get that all the time. Do you remember how much I tried to pay you to dye your hair? Yes, yes I was going to say a collection. Tried, like, I, yeah, try to get the whole thing to put in. They wanted to be like, okay, it was up to like five, six grand at one point, maybe even more. I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing yeah. it. You're like, come on, man, I, just I would, one. Week. I still would give, give you so much money one, to dye your hair. Oh, give us one <laughs> week. If you could give us one week, I'm like, no. Give me one. I'm saying that offer. I will still pay you five thousand dollars to dye your hair. Come on, man. You 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 gotta do it. (laughs) Thing that I I miss so much though about that team was like the the pictures that we would take. Literally every week after we would do uh, the D lineman coaches uh, drill, we like sit up and pose. We would get like our hardest poses on every week. It was like the Thieves Avenue. What we doing? Like. We brought so much swag to that team, and then everybody we else did. really just jumped in from that. And, uh, you know, Will Thieves, was always talking about, we're gonna, yeah. yeah, man, we're going we're gonna to lead it from the back and all that other stuff. I truly believe it, man. It was special. And then I thought we were good. I knew we could be good. But Kelvin Benjamin getting hurt in preseason, I didn't really know exactly how good we could be offensively. I knew defensively we'd be okay. 
But then after that, when we went out to Seattle and won that game on the road, Ooh, I was like, after at that point, I was like, guys are going to start to believe now. And once you start to believe that you can do something great, like it's, it's going to happen after that. It's very powerful. It's powerful. The mind, yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so powerful, you know. And right, you know, and you had had one of your best seasons was what eight no or nine no in Chicago, right? Correct. All right, and then I remember I started thirteen and no in New Orleans, which mm. was my best season, which was nobody had done better than that in the whole in the whole team. So when we actually went fourteen and no, man, it was it was like man, we were rolling. That was special. Like they, that it was, was special. so special, and and it's crazy because I lost in the Super Bowl year. We lost to Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos and. I played against him in the same Super Bowl six years earlier in Super Bowl 44. And in Super Bowl 50, man, he was like a shell of himself. Like, he couldn't throw the ball 35 yards. You know? If he did, he had to throw his weight. And we still lost. We still lost. It's just it's crazy how how hard it is to, like, win it all, man. You got to be good all the time. And we played our worst game in the biggest moment. And I felt bad because you were out there with your camera and just, you know, hanging out and then – I, I just, I still have not let some things go because of it, but it's all good. I have I'm not, not I have, I have not watched <laughs> the entire game of Super Bowl. I haven't 50. watched it at I have, all. I haven't. I have not watched the entire game of Super Bowl Forty One. Like it hurts. Those, those memories, they're still there. And we had yeah. such a, our defense was so dope. Our de- our defense was so good. Uh, Star, you, myself, Josh. You know, Josh had a, 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 a all pro season that year. Yep. Kurt, Kurt Coleman had Kurt had his breakout year too. He had a breakout year. TD Lou. Lou. We still we had young AJ Klein too. Mario. Yeah. Charles oh Johnson. Goodness. I mean, we Jared Allen CJ. came over. It was like, dude, we we literally had a lot of a lot of really good players. Dwan Edwards. And we vibed so like we we had yeah. really good chemistry. Like we vibed. That was yeah. So hey, let me ask you this. What do you think about Cam re-signing with the with the Panthers? So living here in Charlotte, it has everybody fired up. Like yeah. they actually have something to be excited about. Mm-hmm. And and it was really funny because before Cam re-signed, people were complaining about the vibes in the stadium. They were like, dude, it is the deadest the stadium's ever been. Nobody's excited. Everybody's selling their PSLs. Uh, there's no home field advantage when the Patriots are here. Bob Kraft walked out on the on the field before the game, and everybody you could like hear the roars in the crowd because it's so many non Panthers fans in the stadium. So That's now sad. having Cam, it is sad, but now having Cam automatically just signed. The ticket sales have already gone up. Uh, people are not gonna they're gonna show up just for that. And sometimes you just need somebody a face or somebody to give you some kind of hope or something, a sense of hope, or you know. And they won last week in Arizona, a game that they probably were not favored to win. I picked them to lose that game. But, you know, I didn't think Cam was going to play. And I don't even think he really – he impacted the game, but not a much. It was almost like – but you know how Cam is. He has a very infectious personality in the locker room. Mm-hmm. He is a big personality. He's a huge human being. He's huge. And I didn't so think he was when, that big when I got there. When I saw him, I was like, <laughs> damn, he – he pretty, yeah, he, he kind of big. He kind of big right now, yeah. <laughs> you think it's like, okay, it's just because he has cleats on or helmet and some pads. But actually, when you see him in real life, you're like, ah, actually, no, he's like a really big dude. He's a really yeah. big dude. So like a power forward. Yeah, like he's huge. I, I When I, I told Heather, I was like, look, the first time you meet Cam, he's like, 
the thing that's going to jump out is like, he's a really big dude. It's not going to be his voice, how he looks or his clothes. It's going to be like, damn, he's like really big. So it might be his clothes a little bit. It might be some of his clothes a little bit. I mean, are you getting him on game day cam or just like every day? Cam? Yeah. He dressed like Andre 3000 from Outcast. Like he, yeah. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. So, you know, but now having him back, it gives the fans and some other people to be excited about some things. And it really is kind of cool to see the vibe of of the city automatically just change and just pick up because of it. And I just want, look, this is my dream, and I know it's probably not going to happen, but I would love that if he comes in with a sense of humility and a sense of, like, humble attitude that it's almost like look up to it, enjoy it, and let's try and go out here and win some ball games. what it is. And if he does that, man, he'll be able to own this city forever. Why do I feel like you're giving me uh, analyst Roman Harper instead of just having a conversation with Roman Harper? Are you working right now? Is this analyst mode? Is this, man, this, is just how, this, is just, this is just how I feel. I'm just that good, Peanut. You don't even know. I, oh, okay. I, I couldn't tell. Uh, okay. Just sound, <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting SEC Network Roman Harper or am I, am I getting my dog Roman Harper? Just like my, no, my guy. It, I don't it's me dog it's me i'm oh, just okay. that good i don't you don't know it's i'm it's like 
I'm like I'm like Leonardo DiCaprio. If you was dating Leonardo DiCaprio, you don't know who he is that day. You know, I can come in and be any kind of actor. I would. I don't want to date Leonardo. You you gotta get me somebody <laughs> else other than other than Leo. You gotta get you definitely gotta get me some. That was a terrible example. Don't do that. How did you get into the whole SEC network? Like how did how did that come about? So uh, after I retired, Peanut, um, I took 365 days, did absolutely nothing with my life. I needed to decompress. That? It was awesome. You know what I mean? I didn't shave. I, uh, I did. My wife said I swept a lot, swept the house a lot, just kind of like thumbed around, doing a little bit of nothing, yeah. uh, working out some. But, you know, whatever I didn't do that day that I wanted to get done, I just did it the next day because I was afforded time. It was kind of cool. And after that, I was like, all right, what am I going to do with myself? Um, I didn't want to go into coaching because I knew the time commitments that it took. And I want to still be around my family, as you know, how much uh, my kids and stuff mean to me and being around them and playing with those guys. So it's always cool. And so what could I do? So I did the broadcast boot camp. That was cool. And I got a little feel of radio, TV, like a quick synopsis of it. And then I was like, OK, maybe I can get into it. So I, I reached out to the local news in uh, New Orleans. They found out that I was maybe interested in doing that stuff. So. They hit me up. It didn't pay that great, but it was more about reps. That's all they talked about. Yeah. Seeing how you like some experience. Rep. Yeah, just getting some experience up under my belt. So I did that and I enjoyed it. It was like four or five, six games the first year. Then the next year was like five or six games. So I did that. So I did it for two years. And then in my second year, I also started working locally here for Fox 46, covering the Carolina Panthers when I wasn't working for New Orleans. So when I wasn't doing that station, I was doing here locally. Then also I started doing a little bit of radio with my boy Kyle Bailey, who I have a podcast with, Bailey and Harper. So um, me and him just vibing and doing some of that stuff. And after that, man, somebody from the network, they reached out to me. Uh, after the season finished, what, two years ago, they called me and was like, hey, we've been watching you. So you actually never know who's got eyes on you, bro. You, you don't just, know. Yeah, yeah. It's like they called me and was like, hey, we've been watching. We uh, We like to try and, you know, bring you in for an interview. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. So then, and I felt so much more comfortable after those two years. It was almost like if I would have got that job right out, which maybe I may have wanted to do or something like that, I wouldn't have been ready. I wouldn't mm -hmm. have been humbled enough. I wouldn't have been ready for that moment. So when I got that opportunity two years later, dude, I went in that interview and it's all, I don't know if you ever like walked out of an interview or anything like that. You're like, dude, I, I felt so confident about it. Like, dude, I just, I, I just crushed it. Like, I feel so good. When I walked out, I felt like I was myself. I felt like I had some some juice to me. And then mm -hmm. next, you know, they called me back for a second interview. And I did the I did a big uh, sit down with me, Laura Rutledge, Jordan and uh, Tim, which is the show now that I'm on SEC Nation. So um, so I did that one, did well with that one. And then next, you know, I've been doing this in the last two years, man. It's been kind of cool. And now that I'm actually on the road because 2020, we didn't get to travel because of COVID. So now being on the road, going to these different college campuses, seeing what every team is like, you know, the personality, mm -hmm. some of these coaches and the fans, because, you know, when you play, you don't get to do these things. You just go to a place, you play and you go home. Um, so it's been really cool, man. I, I really got to enjoy it, man. And I hope I get to keep doing this for a while. What's what's the I know you're going every every campus, you know, on the road. Like what's been the best campus thus far? So my favorite campus is actually Ole Miss Oxford. And that's because the Grove, uh, it's the best tailgate situation I've seen. And it's not even close, Peanut. And, you know, most teams and most campuses, 
you know, they have tailgates and people are getting it in wherever they're at and it's mm-hmm. RVs all over, blah, blah. In Oxford, dude, it's just one central location on the middle of where this campus is. Our studio set was set up right here in the Grove. And then right out from there, bro, it's 12,000 people out there with food, drinks. Everybody's welcoming everybody did in. Did you eat some of it? Yes, I did. What was yes, it? Did, did you what you eat? Like some some coon, some possum? No, no, I don't eat wild food really. Um, okay. It was versus LSU, which is a big rivalry for those guys. So we had alligator crawfish, out there. Alligator. They had a whole bunch of that stuff. I don't eat real. I don't eat shellfish for real. Besides uh, lobster, which I don't even. I'm kind of upscale, I guess. If that's what you call it. Oh, <laughs> so, so, so I, so I. Um, it was great. I mean, I had a couple of drinks, and everybody was so friendly and so nice, and it was the best experience. If I could describe it as anything, it would be like music festival with like young people and old people everybody getting it in together it's like a huge music it was music everywhere it was djs out there loudspeakers and it's all one location if you're tailgating anywhere else outside the grove you are losing and nobody else is like that and because of that i think old old miss for me has been the best tailgating experience tennessee was really cool just because it's in the mountains and Mm -hmm. it's in knoxville knoxville has a different little vibe Athens has its own little vibe. Athens is cool because it's like literally campus and across the street is like three rows or three streets of like bars and restaurants. So it's right there. So you got a lot going on right beside the campus. Tuscaloosa is Tuscaloosa. It's the standard. So of course it's great. Little Rock reminds me a little bit of a smaller version. Tuscaloosa is great? Yeah, thousand percent. Fayetteville, sorry. Yeah, Tuscaloosa is great. You talking the about city? Ale- the, the elephant school, right? That's the yeah, way yeah, you the went, elephant right? school. The, the yes, elephants, that's correct. Alabama yes. elephants. Yes. All right, just making sure. Sure, peanut. Just know we're the standard of college football. Just as long as you uh, understand that, it's okay, peanut. Right. You can't even you can't argue that. Dude, your, your, then, your mascot is an elephant, though. I'm not. I'm not trying to argue. I'm just saying your your mascot is an elephant. Thousand percent. You also got it. It doesn't sexy. make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's all Alabama schools. Think about it. All right, Alabama. We got an elephant as a mascot, but we're the Crimson Tide. The Auburn Tigers, they're tigers, but their whole chant is War Eagle. It's an eagle flying around. It doesn't make sense. UAB or Blazers, their whole thing's a dragon, but then they got a knight doing some other stuff. It's like we don't make any sense in the whole state of Alabama. It's okay. Like, it's not just my school. It's all of them. <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> yeah, I was a little, like, dude, a little slow, a little backwards. It's, it's hey, all right. Man, it's, I still love y'all. It's Alabama, still, dog. Hey man, I still, I still, I still love y'all, man. It's that's yeah. I've been to UL, uh, yeah, UAB. I've been there. We lost to UAB like fifty-two to two back yeah. in the day. Yeah, and guess what? I got the two points because we blocked an extra point. And looking back <laughs> on it, I shouldn't even ran a damn ninety yards back. I, I it was the dumbest two points I've ever scored in my life. Never. We should. I'd rather just lose fifty-two to zero. <laughs> it was. It was so stupid. But it you set so yourself stupid. apart but, though. Uh, them two points though, Peanut. It didn't you do a damn thing. Apart. We no. we were terrible. We we're absolutely terrible. Hey, I, I want to know how would you how would you guard somebody like a like the cheetah like Tyreek Hill and right now in today's game where you already can't th- beat like, him up at the that, line. Peanut? Beat him up at the line. I think people are so – I think you got to – I really think you got to throw the timing off with uh, him and Patrick Mahomes. Um, no doubt the dude is fast. You just can't miss. 
Because every time, every time I see someone when they press, you know, saying he'll run his, he'll get into a route. He'll, he'll, as soon as he comes off the line, he brings his feet instead of here, he brings them like this, he brings them like parallel and the DB just stops and he freezes. Like you have to make him move. You need to get him off the X. You know what I'm saying? You, we, Mm -hmm. DBs, we got to dictate what they do and not the other way around. And I think that's what he's really good at because my coach used to always say, Gil Burr, he used to always say, hey, you got to guard the man, not the reputation. And there's some DBs, they they probably scared when they go against them. Like, man, this is no, no doubt. No this, doubt. He's this, so this fast. Three, he, he's so fast. All right, I got to give him a little extra. Like, no, he he put a sock on one, one foot at a time. Like, I, you got to take the fight to him. I go take it. Go beat him up. I go your with your chest. Go take That's- it to him. Go whoop his butt. And I, I can't. Oh my God. I'm 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 ready to, to play right now. But you you gotta take the you gotta take the fight to him. You dictate what he does. That was always the thing that was really cool watching you uh really just dominate and still come in with a sense of like pride in your work, Peanut, watching you do your technique and just like, you know, even when you know, me and you would do the hand thing all the time, like blah blah blah. Right. Just like little right. stuff. Being being ready for hand-to-hand combat. And also, dude, I added so many things to my game just watching you from the hands, like me getting off blocks or having to go against bigger tight ends and just like blah blah, just like all of a sudden just losing them real quick, just because I knew more technique now at this age. So it was really cool always watching you do your work, no matter who you were going up against, still being able to stay locked down on them and stay right there with them. Even even though these guys are fast and they're young, but like it don't matter. Like like you said, he put his pants on the same way I do, one leg at a time. So don't, I guard the man, not the reputation. That that's really cool. Don't you wish you would have learned some of those techniques early in your career? Because that's that's kind of how oh I my was. God. Like if you would have been like your <laughs> second, third year in 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 New Orleans, like how how much better could you have been? Uh, multi, multi, multi pro bowler. If I'd have had some of the things that I knew and actually believed and trusted it too, like yeah, I was kind of a dumb, dumb young player. Like I was like, nah, I still got it. I'm just you know running around and just playing off of my my ability and not actually like hold on. Let me holistically look at this whole thing and what can I do better mentally? What can I do better technique wise? Like right. how can I not have as many uh false like you know cutting out all the false movement, all the false steps. That's another thing that you learn how to do when you're older. We don't have no false movement. Eyes are always right, always in the right place. I don't be like tripping over my, there's no false steps. There's none. And so when you cut out all that extra stuff, it's just so efficient. And you're just like, you're just a master of your craft. And that's, that's what you were. That's what you were when you were in your last year. Uh, peanut. That's because I had lost my speed a little bit. So I had to just, I mean, you were like 218. Can we talk about this? How the nutritionist had you like, you were like eating. I'm like peanut. How big are you going to get, bro? You like, don't. That's, like, that was what they wanted. So I was like, all right. So I gained like <laughs> I get an extra five or six. I think I came there like two oh seven ish, and then I ended up being like two eighteen. I was like peanut. How big are you going to get, bro? Like how big are yeah. you going to get? I was I was like safety big. <laughs> yes, I was well, like safety big. I'm, and and I'm not a big safety, so I'm not a big guy. So I was. I mean, the heaviest I ever been in my whole life was like 209, 210. Are you serious? So, what are you right now? Uh, I'm probably 198. What? Yeah, that I is so like small. Pack. I know, man. I got an eight pack, bro, with about 198. 
I'm like two twelve to two fifteen. Like I, I I maintain two twelve to two fifteen. How are you so big right now? Well, you're actually taller than me too. So I'm I'm lifting like a madman. Oh, well, that's probably what it is. You're lifting like a madman. I haven't lifted the last couple of weeks since my. Uh, no, you got it. You got to get. You got to get the gym. You you was so you remember how we used to do the uh swole get swole Fridays. Yeah. No doubt. Hey, I'm still. I still have my T-shirt. <laughs> I right, still have my T-shirt. I, we, so this is a thing that I brought to Carolina in big house. You know, house loved it. So I was like, house. Um, I have my own thing that I like to do. You know, I get my workouts in, but and I'll do everything that you want. But on Friday, just like it's like my mental. Like it's like my day. Like I go hard in the weight room on Friday. He was like, what? He's like, what about the game? I'm like, bro, I'll be ready. But this is like what I do. He's like, well, what is it? I'm like, well, I, I do 315 on the bench and like it's my 315 Fridays. And then after that, I just get yoked like beyond beyond belief. And he was just like, all right, dude. So brings me in there, lets me like do my thing. You know me. The number one rule is no sleeves, no sleeves. Mm, zero not sleeves. No sleeves allowed on Friday if you're in the weight room with me. Nobody's got them on. And then get up under that 315, warm up with, you know, warm up a little bit. Get that 315 every game. I'm trying to get that many reps. See how many I can get up to. I mean, you really test yourself. You get really strong doing this stuff. And it was just crazy to see how much stronger I could get in my older age and still maintain my strength without having to work hard at maintaining it. It was really cool to see. Then we break it down, um, get down to 135, rep that out 50. You know, we got the big 50 and the 135. You get two sets to get 50. And then from there, we do some pulls, 50 pulls. Then after that, bro, it's it's all about the arms, the gun show, baby, trying to get right. And I just hate that you couldn't, because of your shoulder peanut, you couldn't get down with us fully the whole time. But I appreciate you always showing up with no shirt, I mean, yeah. no sleeves, and, like, just mentally being there, dog, ready to go, ready. Just like, yeah, man, I was, I, I was, I, did, so I was. Bad. I was like 225 a little bit. I was I was I was still in there trying to trying to do do my thing a little bit. But these uh old shoulders, these surgeries. Like, uh, I think I'm gonna let it, I'm gonna think I'm gonna let it pass. I'm I'm good. BP added more than $70 billion to the US economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota Dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. I was just maintaining. So remember we were in, where was we at? We were, uh, we were in Athens. Remember we took that cruise? Remember the cruise oh, we yeah. took? Oh, all we, we did, did all was the, lift. lift. All it, we, we did. did. That Every was day. We the whole up. trip. That was the whole trip. Let's we go to the lifting, gym. We, we, we would just be like bored. We're like, hey, just get a deck of cards and just like how many, whatever card we pull. That's how many push-ups we do. Just do, run a deck. Do the push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> I got that's probably the biggest I got on a vacation for a whole week. Oh, we just lift their weights, upper body all day. Every day. Like, what am I? I mean, they can't tell how big my legs are with these shorts on. So Mm-mm. I'm doing straight Mm-mm. arms the whole time. So and then we almost I just drowned need you to, in uh we almost drowned in um Dubrovnik. Yeah, Dubrovnik, Croatia. Croatia. <laughs> that was an experience. <laughs> Of ourselves. I need to that was like give, a, give a little. That was one. <laughs> give a little bit more deep. So, <laughs> yeah, we get Roman out. We were in Dubrovnik, Croatia, and uh, the 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 chef or the owner of the restaurant, he water polo player, wanted you and I to play water polo. They had a uh, I guess an arena in the marina. Uh, so he tried to give you his speedos that you did not take. Thank God. I did and, not want him, but peanut, but because peanut thinks everything's a joke, he's like, "Oh, those fit you, bro." I'm like, "You definitely put those on." And he's trying to offer them to me, and I'm just like, "Why are you doing this, dog? Like, why?" And yeah. and then we're like, "Okay, we, you know, we held him off a little bit, held him off a little bit." And he was just like, he wanted us to get in. So, so when he came back to the table in just his speedo in a shirt and was like standing beside me, mm-hmm. and I didn't know until I like looked and was like, "Come on, dog!" Like. His man like jump right was in here. your face. Yeah, like right it was here, bad. Dog. It was it so was, bad. It was bad. It was so bad. And it, to him, it didn't even. He's like, oh, it, he didn't even say that. He didn't even flinch. <laughs> yeah, like, he didn't even so flinch. He's like, what? What I do? Yeah, I got my suit on. Like he's ready to go. And they're like, all right, dude, let's go. So we get out there. We see little kids out there. Like it, for so for us, I was not ready for have no bottom like it was like 12 13 feet like it wasn't no bottom like i was not ready for that when we got in so he said i was not ready for the not bottom <laughs> it was no bottom dog. it was like okay i'm ready to like maybe touch then come back up and i was like bro it, it, I, I ain't ready for this i don't know how to just like just like do that i don't have that move down in my book so it was, it was rough for your boy dog it was rough for your boy i was out there really struggling we probably embarrassed every other athlete though it was hilarious. It was hilarious. How many it times, was. how many people can say they've been to Dubrovnik, Croatia, and they put a Speedo on and they play water polo? <laughs> Just me and my boy Peanut, dog. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it, ain't, it ain't too many brothers out there 
that can say no. they did that. No, the, the the busy example that is not a lot of brothers doing it was when we actually finished playing and then we walked to go shower and rinse off. And literally it's like a like a long, long line of like beach chairs and stuff out there on the beach. And they literally all like 30, 40 people were just like staring at us. Just like, and I didn't notice it. You didn't notice it. But our wives noticed and was like, Roman, like, you see all these people staring at you and Peanut right now? I'm like, no, who's looking? I'm like, damn, like they really are staring. I look, and it's always big when you look at them and they don't even, they don't even flinch. They don't like turn their head or nothing. They still just like. It was like normal to just stare at us. Yeah, it was like, yeah. hey, y'all think this is weird? Y'all just staring at us because we get out this water? Like, all right, yeah. let me just take my towel and put it back on. Like, it was bad. Yeah. It, was, it was bad. They, it was they, bad. they did not care. They did not care. No, but they had never seen brothers before. Probably definitely brothers not in shape. So it was uh, definitely different for them. Uh, yeah, that was that was a good time. We 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 definitely got to do that again. All right, it was man. a great I wanna, vacation. My I want to uh, segue this. So I'm looking at the rules, and you're a guy that we all. I'm, I'm I watch football all the time, and I'm texting. So taunting is a is a was a big thing. Emphasis a couple weeks Terrible. ago, and I never taunted anybody. I, I might have stared down at people a couple of times, and I might have you know, giving them a little word, a little lip, you know, just a little something like, you, you, hey, you're going to feel me on this one, you know. I'm curious to know, is staring at somebody after a big play, is that not allowed? I don't understand how they even made this rule, a rule, Peanut. All right, you play an emotional game where you have to be emotionally in it to be good at it, mm-hmm. okay? I have to be physically ready, emotionally ready, mentally ready to go out there and execute at the highest level versus the best people in the world. And so when all of a sudden now, when I make that play or I do something like really good, you want me just to like, oh, nope, stay in this box, sir. Go to the sideline, celebrate with your teammates. And but. But not everybody's held to that standard. Get the first down. They get to flex and point first down. They just make a normal catch. They get to stand up and flex and do these other things, right? And I can't yeah. say anything to them as a defender. I can't. They can look wherever they want when they do these things too, all right? But a defensive guy makes one play, and then next you know, and when they looked at the sideline, that was a terrible call. Like, what's wrong with looking at the sideline? Especially a team that maybe released you or cut you, like, a couple months before that. Like you don't yeah. think like emotionally, I'm not invested. He was in a that. practice. He was a he was a practice yeah. squad guy, you know. Yes. And that was his that was his moment, big stage, and he was like, yeah. "Yo, y'all feeling me right now? Ugh, I'm a flex yeah. solo." Yeah. And they threw the flag. I'm like, how is that even talking? Like, how does how does that look at the other like on the other sideline affect the game? What really affects the game is that ref getting involved and throwing the flag. I never I think, thought the yeah. NFL had a, a taunting issue. Like, it's trash talking going on, but that's all, like, trying to get an edge. I don't think... Yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't think anybody's ever said anything that, like, wanted to make me fight them. I just thought it was trash talking. It was like, that's what happens inside the game, right? It's like... I, or, I don't think you could you talk know, it, trash, though. You're so nice. Peanut, man, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. I, I, do. don't, I don't think you could talk trash. You're so nice. I was me. I was. I was. You not. You not. A, you. You like a nice dude. Like you cannot. You can't talk <laughs> trash. 
Like when you laugh, you cry. Like you can't, you can't, you're no. You're like, you know, you know the slanders the, on the football field, bro. Like you can't, <laughs> you you would hit somebody hard, but you you not finna like I was me, I was way different. You remember when uh Colston Coast beat my head? Yeah, like I was fired up, ready to go, and you was like, hey. <laughs> It's cool, man. Calm down. Be good. Just relax. And I was like, no, man, F that. He did so and so and so. He's like, no, man. And you were calm. You're like, he's really a nice guy. You know that, right? And I was just like, I don't care about it. I'm trying to call him a man first. Like, I was I was so mad. You were so mad at my boy, Coast. And I was just like, I was like, man, Coast is such a nice guy. Like, that doesn't even seem like him. He's like, no, he did it wrong. And no, I was so I was mad like, at you for not taking my side because we was teammates. I know, and I was like, I was like, you're not a saint anymore. You're, you're a damn, you're a panther. Be on my side. Be on my team. He mushed me, so therefore, damn it, we gotta go mush him back. I was like, bro, that's like my guy. Like, I know. No. I was so mad. And then, and then afterwards, I talked to him. And Look, he's crying me. now. I, I am. Pino, I gotta tell you about that too. So I um. Literally afterwards, I talked to him. He's just like talking about how miserable he was with the coach, and I was like, "Oh, he's I just not in a good place, Peanut. Yeah, he, I know was, that he wasn't feeling. in a good place. He, I know that he was feeling. not himself. He wasn't in a good place. He was just like I reacted. He's like, man, what it really was, he got me, and I wasn't ready. And then I just got angry. I was like, I get and you know, it. You know, you know, and you know why I got him though? Because he was out of the pocket. Drew yep. rolled out of the, the pocket, and then I went and I just pushed him. I pushed him down, and he was like, well, how did I? You know, and that's that's exactly what it was. I wish more coaches would teach that. Oh, my God. I, so, I, didn't, I didn't realize how, much, how, yeah, if, if how beneficial it is until Patrick you used to Mahomes, do that for us all Patrick time. Mahomes is outside the tackle box all the time. You want to get Tariq Hill, you want to stop him from running down the field, you push him in his back. As soon as – uh, as soon as Mahomes gets outside the pocket, somebody just blasts him. Just um, he not defenseless. Just go knock him on his ass, and he gonna be on yeah. the ground looking like what? Wait, you can't, man. That is within the rules. That and is I think within the rules. Within as a defensive player, you got to play to your advantage. Like if yeah. a receiver is running and he's just running just to run, and you see the quarterback outside, oh man, just go push him. And then now you got. Four DBs covering three receivers. You can go double team somebody else. Like you're a, yep, you're a plus go, one. Go find work. Go find work. Yeah, I just don't. To me, that's that's another reason how you stop Tariq. What's you know, the face? So here, I, I got to tell you a quick story. So, so on Tuesday, Tuesday night, I do my SEC uh, Now show, right? And so we had this one little thing, and we made a joke, a joke about something or something. So next, thing you know, I was like crying. I was like laughing so hard. Right. They don't know that I cry when I laugh. Right? Okay. They they've never seen me like laugh that hard because I try and you know stay in, stay like ready. And dude, I'm like laughing so hard. And then like the camera's back on me. And then my homegirl listens like, Roman, are you being emotional right now? Just have you emotional? I'm just like, dude, you guys have no idea. Like I always cry when I laugh. Y'all just don't see me laugh that hard here. But if I if I cry if I laugh just a little bit, you know they coming. The, like the tears are coming. Can't help it. Yeah. I think that's probably the one thing I appreciate about you, man. It's just, I know when you're in a good mood because I see tears coming down. That's, that's, <laughs> I know, I know we're going to have a good time or I know we're having a good time because, uh, because you crying, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, 
I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. I really do appreciate you. I saw your wife walking through a couple of times. So please tell Sister Heather, I said, what's up? Give uh, your best to all four of your kids. Since you've been hanging out with me, you got four kids. Everybody yeah, I hang out with, they got four kids. You Watch totally out. jinxed me, bro. You totally I jinxed did. me, dog. I did. You totally hey, got man. Me. I love you. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Um, congratulations to your uh, most recent induction into the Saints Hall of Fame. Thank you for being there, too, man. It meant the world to me for you to be hey, there uh, and share that, I had a blast. that moment with me. I had a blast. Thank you, man. Hey, man. Yeah. So uh, y'all keep tuning in. Y'all keep listening to NFL Players Podcast, Twitter, Instagram. Y'all go follow Rome. He's on every social media platform. Y'all check out his podcast. Hey, keep doing your thing. My dogs, uh, keep doing the thing on the SEC network, man. I love watching you. You you got a hell of a talent, especially in this broadcast career. And, hey, I appreciate you, man. Y'all keep tuning in. Thank y'all. God bless. Appreciate it, Peanut. Thanks for joining us on the NFL Players Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and follow at NFL Players Podcast on Instagram for the latest player stories and to connect with the NFL Players community. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway. Turns out, a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit mrsmyers.com today.